Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host, James, and today we are finally going over our favorite five of season four, the last season of the show. Honestly, I think this might have been, like, the hardest one to narrow it down to five, but I think the five I've chosen are really good. So first up, it's senior day. Now, there's a lot of reasons why uh, this one, like, is one of my favorites. It was, like, between this and, like, the first episode of the season for me, and I think this narrowly beats it out because it's a bit more subtle, or at least as subtle as this show can get. Where like I'm just I'm just gonna talk about this episode and why I like and not necessarily why the first episode didn't make it. It's a good episode, but it's not part of my favorite five and we're not discussing it. I like uh like even though I could see the twist coming with like her her being the biscuit's grandmother and Blythe bonding with her like, I still like the concept, and I like how, like, it's not just, like, instantaneous for the characters either. There's, like, a period where Blythe knows, but the Biscuits don't, because Blythe is hiding in fear of, like, what what is this going to do? And then they do talk it out, and it does begin the Biscuit Redemption arc, even though that arc doesn't necessarily go anywhere. But that's more due to, like, you know, like, creator vision versus, you know, production company vision. And, you know... Like, finding a balance between the two is nigh on impossible in, like, a lot of situations. But, uh, the Russell story with his dad, uh, like, is also really interesting. And, like, that and, like, the whole, like, could the biscuits be redeemed thing, like, starts like really turning the gears in your head that like they're they're trying to like advance something they're trying to like do something more than like you know be be a a kid's show like the the first episode just to go back to that for a little bit like that starts it but like this episode like does it in like like not plot-wise, if that makes sense, where, like, we get the, like, journal where we learn about Blythe's mom, and that's kind of, like, one of the big things, like, through the season, where, like, that, that, that comes into play, and, like, that was set up, and it's, like, a thing that just, like, you know, follows. This is, like, one where, like, the book isn't even mentioned 
all too much, but it is like change in other ways, and it it does like cement that change somewhat. Even though like a few episodes like before that in this in the season also do that as well. But like this one, this one really like strikes home because like like you, you like. Whatever you can say about Blythe and the Biscuit Redemption arc, like, Russell and his dad is kind of like a one-off thing. And, like, the fact that they go as serious as they do there um, is really neat and really interesting, and it does make you think even for a little bit. So... That being said, the next episode I'm going to put up on my favorite five is Snipmates. Now, uh, I'm going to get this out of the way. The A plot is definitely a lot better than the B plot. And the B plot could have been like a scene smaller to make room for a little more A plot. But what we got, like... The A-plot is a pure tour de force, like, when it comes to this show. And the B-plot is actually kind of funny, too. It's, like, to discuss the B-plot a little bit, Sugar Sprinkles is, like, mad, and they need to figure out why and fix that. And it is funny, and, like, there's, like, some good pet antics in there. And it's just... It's it's nice. It's it's a neat little like, you know, side story to like the main event, which is like, you know, Blythe appearing on this show s- snipped, which is like chopped but for fashion. And then she has to like compete with her former uh Fashion University North roommate McKenna and McKenna uh, fights dirty, to say the least. But uh, I like that because, like, it really, like, puts a lot of, like, Blythe's, like, determination and will to the test because, like, we know she's camera shy. It's hosted by uh, Mona Autumn, which, like she was afraid of at one point and still kind of is and like it's with people who are playing dirty like people who she trusted mind you not like the biscuits are also there and like even like the them continuing the biscuit redemption arc by them helping Blythe because <laughs> only we can make fun of Blythe Boy, if that's if that's not something, I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know what it. Uh, you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't even know what I mean. But it's like, it's like they're they're on the road to redemption, and this is like one of the stops, and it's great. And <laughs> uh, like we we get a lot out of this episode, and. Like, it really shows how far Blythe has come as a character. And even though it didn't, like, stick the landing, I would say, 
it really like goes farther than like many other episodes in the series and it, it like I think I think it gets the gold for that even though like I did say it was like silver in general cuz like like if you compare it to other like big momentous character moments and other like things like it's not as good but like you can see the effort so the next one on my favorite five is pet napped just because of how insane it is it's like it's so it's so wild I love it I love uh, the, the fact that like Blythe, Youngmi, and Zoe find, find like someone who robbed a dead guy's house and have to save the dog and then it kind of gets like home alone like it's just amazing and then Russell deleting his favorite show so the the other pets have to enact it but they enact they scripted the wrong part so they had to just make up a bunch of stuff and they and they give a bunch of like dramatic stuff to it and it ends with with the titular character committing suicide which is a scene they show twice it, this episode's buck wild and i love it oh i love it it is so so fascinating just like just like watching the like writing team and the acting team just just like let loose for for a bit like like we we get like a bunch of like you know story heavy stuff and like this does even play into the story thing cuz like in in um Ivan the Terrific young me wants a pet and this is where they get the pet. It's amazing. Like just just what you can do when 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 you you your wings are free. I I don't fudge. What is the what is that word? When they just let you wings What is that word? I am confused. Uh, oh, spread your wings. When they let you spread your wings, that's it. Cripes. That's just, it's just a fun episode. So, the next episode on my favorite five of season four is It's a Happy, 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 Happy World. Now, I think, like, the style of this episode is at least part of why I really like it. Cuz like it just it just feels like like a non-specific 80s coming of age movie and like that style really really works for this episode where like 
You're lost in a city because you're lost in yourself. Well, Sunil's lost in the city because he's lost in himself, and then everyone else is lost in the city because they lost Sunil. And trying to find what they're looking for, like, metaphorically and re realistically, I guess. Stylistically, this is a great episode. And, like, the whole, like, Sunil being a grump and wanting to fix that and eventually doing so while also, like, you know, Blythe hanging out with Josh and getting to know him better and him getting to know her better and, like, you know, eventually they lose the book so they... So they try to find it. And we do see, like, Josh as, like, this more, like, calming presence. Like, we saw that in a back window as well, where, like, Blythe was being, like, frustrated about, you know, not really designing anything good. So Josh, like, saw that and was like, you are a good designer. You just need to, like, refocus. And we also see that in this, where, like, Blythe is freaking out, but Josh calms her down about it. And then, like, eventually, like, Sunil finds the book and gives it back to Blythe. And, like, you know, they they each find what they're looking for in this. And, like, it's really really well written too it's like really smart about it like even though like <clears throat> I mean there's the peachy Fluffton question where like uh like she's there kind of as the catalyst but not really like there for like most of the episode but the way they like do it is really smart and true to her character even though we've only known her character for a few minutes it really like feels natural and that's like not really an easy feat because like like if you only know a character for like a few minutes it it might seem hard to like point out if they're acting out of character but they really seem in character for like the 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 reason that Peachy Fluffton like stays you know overall it's just like this really fantastic stylistic masterpiece and then finally the final one of my favorite five is on the same page. Now, I said I liked this episode more than I thought I did. And boy, was that true. Because, like, man, I don't know. I thought it was, like, more gendered than it actually was, if that makes sense. 
Where, like, even though, like, the the gender is the catalyst for, like, the argument, it, like, doesn't really stay that, and it's really just their own pride getting in the way. And they know it, but they just don't do anything about it because they're a little too proud. Until, like, it builds up and it just, like, you know, breaks the barrier on its own. And then, meanwhile, with Blythe uh, worrying about losing her communication with the pets, um, that story is, like, really well done. Because it is, it is, like, Blythe having to confront this, uh, you know, possibility. Like, what what would she be able to do? So she thinks about a few things, and she is stressed and overthinking again. And her dad puts her on the right path, and like, you know. And it ends up being not as severe as, like, it it was in her mind. But, like, I mean, I I have pointed this out, like, the other times I talked about this before. But I do like the, I guess, irony or coincidence or whatever, where, like, how can I solve the pet problems if I can't talk to them? Where, and then she doesn't spend a lot of the episode talking to the pets about the problem, but it solves itself anyway. <laughs> and that is really clever. I'll give them that. And, you know, it's just, it's just a really, like, well done episode. And,. Yeah, that that's it. That's everything I can say about my favorite five that I haven't done in excruciating detail. Just a little like you know, overview of like my my favorite episodes of uh this season. So that will do it for this episode of the Littlest Petcast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play and wherever else RSS feeds go whenever they spread their wings. I will see you for at least one more bit of bonus content, then I'll, I'll explain then. See ya!